You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business with Purpose podcast. My guest today is Jess Freeman of Jess Creatives. And Jess is a graphic designer. She's a social media influencer. She's a pot. She has her own podcast, which we're going to talk about. But she does so much more. She really has such a passion for leaving a legacy of serving others and helping others. I love to show you guys business owners and entrepreneurs who don't necessarily have a product-based business. Maybe they don't, you know, give a portion of their proceeds to an orphanage in Africa, but they're making an impact right where they are. And they're, they're really changing lives right where they are. They're impacting their clients and their customers and their communities and their families and their friends. So that is Jess in a nutshell. I know you're going to love my conversation with her and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, Jess. Welcome to the show. Hey, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. I was, we were saying before we started recording, Jess and I have had, for the listeners, Jess and I have had a heck of a time. So we <laughs> were supposed to record a couple weeks ago. And then here's, a, I'm just going to be completely transparent with you. So a couple weeks ago, like life was insane because um, my uncle had passed away and I had to fly up to Connecticut for the funeral. And so it was like this whirlwind trip of like booking a flight a day before you know two days Mm -hmm. before I left and I fly up to Connecticut and then I'm coming home and I had Amos with me it was just me and Amos and I'm on the second plane coming home so I was like on my layover in Philadelphia and I'm on the second plane coming home and we're taxiing on the runway and my Apple Watch bings and it's like recording with just creatives in 30 minutes and oh, I was like no. oh, I completely forgot like because the week had just been so crazy and I didn't like I thought I'd already rescheduled everything and then yeah. like literally as we're ta- taxiing to take off and I'm like Lord let me send this email in time so I was like <laughs> Jess I'm so sorry I'm in Connecticut for a funeral I can't record like it was just this is real yeah. life guys but I mean think I was like Thank you, Apple Watch, for letting me know (laughs) that I had a recording in 30 minutes. Because otherwise you would have been like, you'd have been like, um, where's Molly? And like, I would have been on a plane. So like, (laughs) whoops, sorry. (laughs) No, it was, it actually worked out because I'd had kind of a crazy week. I'd come back from a retreat and just had a lot of stuff. So when you were like, I need to reschedule, I was like, yeah, actually that kind of works better (laughs) anyway. So (laughs) yeah, so it was, but I was. Yeah, I was literally taxiing on the runway. We were about to take off and they were like, please put away your cell phone. I was like, I will really quick. Um, Please let it go through. Please let it go through. Yeah. So anyway, but we're I'm excited to talk with you. Um, Jess is a talented graphic designer and so much more. Um, But before we get into all that you do and um, I, you know, I want you to give us the Jess 101, what I have all my guests do. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us your tell us your story. Tell us your thing. Yeah. So I grew up, I was born and raised in Kansas, in Southwest Kansas. Um, So I grew up in a very, very small town, like no stoplights. I had 22 kids in my graduating class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, I was like four hours from a mall. Um, So very isolated. Like the big thing on the weekends was to go to Starbucks. It was like 
girls oh, were going man. to Starbucks. <laughs> going to Starbucks to get out on the town. Yeah. So, um, and even that town was not very big. <laughs> but um, so I grew up in a small town um, and I grew up in church. I mean, I kind of had a fairly normal childhood, was like a teacher's pet uh, and teacher's kid. So I was super nerdy. And then I, when I graduated high school, I was like, I do not want to be around these 22 people anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to go to a college that no one else is going to. And um, I went to school in Texas, outside of Amarillo, Texas, at a state college. And college was like an amazing experience for me. Like it definitely had some low points. Like it wasn't picture perfect. But overall, like I wish I could go back oh, and relive college. Me there too. Was it was just so good. Yes. I was like, actually, I, I have to interrupt you real quick because I yeah. was just having this conversation with a friend the other day. I was like, were you the type of person who were like, you were ready to graduate college or like, do, did they have to drag you out of there kicking and screaming? And they were like, oh, I was so ready. And I was like, what? I would have <laughs> stayed there forever. I loved college. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah this certainly wasn't picture perfect. There were certainly tough times. But in general, I'm like, I would give anything to go back to college. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. And I actually, when I was a sophomore in high school, I decided I was going to be a designer. And so, and I never changed my mind. So I'm one of those, like, what is it, like 5% of people who knows what they're going to do and doesn't change. Yeah. There, there was like one semester where I was kind of like, uh, but I didn't change. I didn't like stop. I was just like, is this really what I want to do? And yes, I did. I was just really bored because that first year of college, they don't let you design on a computer. So you're literally just like drawing circles with charcoal. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm over this. Can we get on a computer? So artsy. <laughs> yeah. And um, so my after my second year of college, I went to a Christian conference center to work for the summer. Um, I grew up going to summer camps all the time. And so everyone else was like going on mission trips and all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't really feel like I'm supposed to go overseas. I want to do something with camps. So I went to this conference center that hosts camps. And that in, that was in New Mexico. And so that is where I met my now husband. Yes. And so he he's an audio engineer. So he was actually a an intern that worked there that entire year. And then they bring summer staffers in over the summer. Um, and then in August, everyone goes home. So he went back home to Georgia, which is not even where he's from, but that's where he went. He went home to Georgia and I went back to Texas to finish school. I had still had two years of school and we dated long distance for two years from oh my Texas to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And I still, we still talk about sometimes A, how hard it was and B, how did we afford that? Like my parents did not help pay for flights. I mean, we only saw each other about every four months. So that was really difficult. But I'm like, I don't even know how, I mean, I had a job and he had a job, but like we weren't making big bucks. <laughs> so, um, but we did really watch those Southwest airline deals yeah. and got those like $59 flights. Um, so then in 2012, I got engaged, I graduated, and then I moved to Georgia four days after graduation. And then we got married in August. And um, 
So then I now live in Georgia, and that's what brought me here. I worked a few corporate jobs. Well, I say corporate. I worked in churches. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you like not worked, the, the regular nine to five. Yeah, I worked the regular nine to five. Um, always a designer, which was really cool that I actually like got a job in my field because I know that doesn't happen for a lot of people. Yeah. And then in 2014, I took my business full time. And so I've been doing that ever since. And it's been super fun and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it's just cool. Like I realized um, that about 10 years ago is when I decided to be a designer. Yeah, and I was then- going to ask you, like, what, at what point, you know, for certain people, especially when you're in a field like graphic design, that is very skill based. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just wake very. up one morning and be like, I'm going to be a graphic designer. I mean, you can try, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm sure there are people that are like, I'm just going to be a graphic designer. And then they like get some clip art and they're like, look at me. Yep. Um, <laughs> when, when did you realize I, th- this is a calling I have, or this is something I really, I love to do. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. I, so I, I kind of fell into being a freelancer. So like, it, like I said earlier, it was in high school that I decided to be a designer because I grew up like loving art, yeah. took all the art classes I could, didn't even actually know what a designer was. My dad, I still remember, was like, what do you want to do after high school? Like, what do you want to study? And I was like, something with like art and computers. And I didn't, I literally did not even know graphic design was a thing because <laughs> I grew up in this small town like I was not exposed to these things yeah um but I kind of fell into freelancing in college because friends would be like hey like the you know whatever club needs a t-shirt and I'd be like okay give me ten dollars and a t-shirt and I'll design it for you and so I left college with like 60 (laughs) t-shirts it was ridiculous you need to make one of those t-shirt quilts yeah, I do. I actually have two, <laughs> but they're, most of them are not even ones that I designed. They're like ones that I got from my activities and whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I just started doing more design, did some for my mom and my sister because they were teachers. And so I designed like their classroom stuff. And then it was after college when I was working my day jobs and I was my very first one, I was actually part admin, part designer. And I wasn't enjoying the admin part, obviously. <laughs> like I was like, this is not what I went to college yeah. for. And I just was like, I I love designing. Like, And I knew part of the reason I pursued working for churches is because I wanted to use my design skills to help ministries and churches and like Mm -hmm. work for God that way, Mm -hmm. kind of. That's how I used to say it. And I just, but then I, you know, day jobs weren't like the projects I liked, they, that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, I just started working on building my business. And I still thought, even when I was after college, like starting to build my business, I was like, okay, when I'm 40, I will run my own business. Like I thought it was going to take forever because I didn't know any entrepreneurs. Yeah. I didn't know any, like it was a foreign concept to yeah. me. Yeah. And so th- I just started building it and like connecting with people. And it was really cool just to be able to work with all these different people. Some were like businesses, some were entrepreneurs. I even work sometimes now still with actually like churches who need a freelance designer. Yeah. Um, so it's just really cool to be able to 
you know, use my skills for a variety of people. And, um, I don't know, like I've just always been an art person. Yeah. And so like, it's weird. My husband, he, like I said, he's an audio engineer and both of us, our entire lives have known, like he was playing with the soundboard when he was like eight. (laughs) And so we just have always known what we wanted to do. It's interesting when I talk to different entrepreneurs of some, you know, in some way, shape or form, like I think about or or there's always sort of this hint from their childhood, not necessarily Mm -hmm. that they had that entrepreneurial spirit or there's just sort of this like glimmer from their childhood of whatever they were sort of called to do. And I just think it's so interesting. Like I I was thinking back to um, when I interviewed uh, Jessica Honiger, who's the founder of Noonday Collection. Yes. Like she was like, you know, social entrepreneurship was never on my radar. And but one of the things was when she was a kid, instead of having a lemonade stand, she would make jewelry and Mm -hmm. sell it and so I'm just like yeah but it was there it just it was manifesting itself in this very like kid-like way like I'm gonna make these little necklaces and sell them to my neighbors um yeah yeah I so I I love that that sort of you know it's some way some I mean it's just interesting to see kind of how God knits us and how he kind of puts these desires and these passions on our heart even from a very early age and you can and even as I watch my own kids now I mean Amos is still he just turned one so he's you know he's still (laughs) but Lily like I see so much of myself in her and she I mean she is this huge personality she sings constantly like she when she is awake, she is emitting sound. Like the sound is coming out of her mouth if she is awake. Yeah. Um, from the time she wakes up till the time she goes to bed, she's making sound in some way, shape, or form. And most of the time it's singing or like dancing. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'm like, I wonder if you're going to do theater or acting or of some kind. Like, cause I, I was a theater kid. I did comedy and acting and I was a musical theater major when I originally went to college. Um, I ended up changing, but you know those things were sort of ingrained in me very early so but she literally (laughs) she'll be like going about her day and she's like I'm eating my yogurt now and like she's just like singing what she's doing like narrating yeah oh Oh, I love that yeah I was I um when I was in junior high I took over my sister's business which was making monster sized cookies for our city (laughs) swimming pool (laughs) Like, and this was very, I mean, small town. So there was no like rules or regulations or anything, but we would, I would literally like make a huge batch of cookies. The pool owner would buy them from me and I would just do this every week during the summer. And I did that for a few summers. Then I got like, I worked at the grocery store. And then after that, I actually, um, my senior year of high school and then into my first year of college sold items on eBay and, my mom and I would sell like just random stuff that we would find around the house or garage sales. But then we also would sell books like on Amazon. Yeah. And that was like my job, which I'm like, I look back and because growing up, I never thought that I wanted to own my own business. But like you said, it's weird how these little things that God puts in our lives and then yeah. it shows up later. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, like selling cookies and <laughs> selling stuff on eBay kind of correlates to owning your own business and now it wasn't even on my radar but it totally was something I was doing a long time ago yeah now one of the 
you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, I mean, other than you just being, you know, relatively awesome and relatively <laughs> awesome. That's what that, no, like super awesome. What a relatively awesome. I don't even know what that, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I say words awesome. and I'm like, you're relatively awesome. I don't Averagely know. Averagely awesome. <laughs> Averagely awesome. No, that is not true. You are really awesome. Um, I don't know why that word came out. Sometimes I speak <laughs> and then as it's coming out, I go, why was that the word you chose? I don't know. This is I what, love it. Sometimes my brain like moves at a different speed than my mouth I don't know <laughs> anyway it's like it's like hashtag entrepreneur hashtag mom life I don't know yes mm-hmm. anyway so um but one of the reasons I I wanted to have you on is is because I love to I mean so the listeners of the show like I'm finding come from sort of you have obviously just entrepreneurs you have people who are really passionate about you know, cause-based brands and um, ethical fashion brands. And then you have just sort of your, the general population who might be an entrepreneur. They might just work in their own, um, you know, corporate nine to five job. And then you have the people who sort of dream of being an entrepreneur. But mm-hmm. threaded through all of it is is we have this desire. And I, I'm finding that especially just sort of this community has this desire to make an impact on our world like we mm-hmm. live in a culture right now where we're very self-centered we, we live in it yes. we just live in a me selfie social media selfish culture and we live in this and and right now it's just it's like the internet is toxic like there's just a yes. lot of toxicity online yes and it can be a very frustrating and a very dark place um but i also think that the internet can be a very wonderful place and can be a very um, uplifting place and we can do so much online to to redeem social media and redeem mm-hmm. the internet and use it for good um, and we can use our businesses for good and we can use what we're doing in our churches for good we can you know our friendships our families like there's so much of what we do on a day-to-day basis that doesn't have to be self-focused it doesn't yeah. have to be self-centered and it can have a greater impact and so what I like to show people is that there are so many different types of businesses you don't have to have like this tangible product that you sell where 10% of the proceeds go to an orphanage in Africa. Like that's mm-hmm. um, to make an impact on the world. You don't have to travel to a third world country to make a positive impact. Yeah. You don't have to start this nonprofit in your community to make an impact. You can make an impact right where you are, right where God has put you. Because I, I mean, I really just because of what I believe, like I believe that God put us right where we are for a reason and we Mm -hmm. can make an impact on the lives of the people that we have a direct influence with, whether it's our clients. So if, whether you're in our service-based business, like what you do, um, you know, whether you're a photographer, whether you host a podcast, (laughs) whether you're a blogger, whatever it is, like you can have a positive impact and change somebody's life just by the way you treat them, just by the way yeah. you interact with them. Um, and you have, you know, a little bit of an, I don't know if unlikely story is the, but you have just a very different approach to how you l- run a purposeful business and live a purposeful life. Um, yeah. That was kind of marked by something uh, really difficult um, that happened to you a, a, few, a couple years ago. Would you mind uh, kind of sharing your story with us? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at the end of 2014, like two months 
after I went full time with my business, my mom was killed in a car wreck. And so obviously that was devastating and like completely rocked all of our worlds. And like, while I definitely saw that affect me personally, I really saw it shift some things in my business as well. Um, my mom was a very, she was a teacher and for 30 plus years and, um, at her funeral people, we had this time where people could like stand up and tell stories. Um, and so many people stood up and just talked about how generous that she was like, not just like donating money or whatever, but like I was a new teacher at this school and she came and handed me like this stack of papers and resources and, and books and whatever. Um, just people talking about how generous she was. And I was like, I want to leave a legacy like that. I want to be like her. And I wasn't, I don't remember being a little child that was like, I want to be like mommy. Yeah. But <laughs> now that I'm much older, I get, like, that's how I feel like I'm I I want to leave a legacy like she did, and I want to imp- impact people through my business. And so while I've always been like, I want to help people um, through my business, it really changed after losing her. So yeah. even more now, I am super passionate about just like actually helping people and like doing tutorials and like really just trying to help people. Like I have this dream that someday I can open like a help desk where people can literally just like come to this website and type in their question and I can help them. Like I love that. With, <laughs> like I would love to do like if I can, I don't know, have a self-sustaining business that, that I can just spend all my time running this help desk. Like I would, I would love that. I get so much joy out of just helping people like answering questions even more so than I do helping like my clients with their questions. Yeah. Um, And so, and I know that sounds very cliche, but it's truly like what gives me the most joy. Um, And so that's one of the biggest ways is just through being generous through my time and like trying to help people. Um, And then I also like kind of in a not, I mean, it's still like giving back, but it's kind of a different way. My podcast, I started like seven months ago. Yeah, I was actually just about to say you also have a podcast. Yeah. I started that podcast and it was never on my radar. I literally got the idea and in two weeks I started doing my podcast. Oh my goodness. Like it wasn't like literally I didn't have like a launch plan. It was not on my 2016 list or anything, but I started it because no one wanted me on their podcast because I don't have like X amount of followers. I'm not like an influencer. And I was just like, people still have like stories to tell. Like, even if they're only a year into business or they only have 800 Instagram followers, like they still can help others. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to start this podcast and I'm going to tell the stories of all these other entrepreneurs who are not quote unquote worthy enough or big enough to be on other podcasts. And so that's my way of like trying to help build others up is because I know that like being visible, being featured can, you know, get you in front of new people and help you build your business and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I'm one of those, you know, like first level podcasts that people are like, oh, like I feel safe pitching to her because she's not this huge podcast, which is totally fine. I'm like, you come on my podcast. I'll tell your story. 
like we can pitch your business, your service, whatever. Um, and then help, hopefully help you, you know, take a new, go up a level in your business. Like I tell all of my, whenever I'm like sending emails out, like, Hey, I know you want to be on the podcast, sign up. Whenever they sign up, I always tell them like, okay, your podcast is going to go up like between May and August. If you're launching something, let me know so I can put the episode up like the week of or the week before to help bring more eyes to your stuff around that launch. Yeah. Because I really want to be supportive and like help them build their business. Um, even if, you know, it's not like millions of people going to their website or whatever. It's just I'm always trying to, you know, like give back, even if it's not financially, like you said, like sending a portion of the proceeds to something like I'm just trying to build up other entrepreneurs. Jess, I think that's amazing. And I I mean, I love having you on this podcast. One. <laughs> but you. I um, I resonate with so much of what you said, because um, one, I don't know if you know this, but my mom also passed away. I don't yes, know if you know that. Yeah. So yeah. So and that is a lot of what I mean, it's been goodness. Um, 14, 15 years. I, that's bad if I don't even actually exactly know. Uh, I can't do math. It's 14 years. 14 years. Um, and <clears throat> that was a big, she was obviously a huge influence on also how I wanted to live my life. I mean, pretty much everything I do, I think like, would is this how my mom would have done it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, if the answer is no, <laughs> and a lot of times I'm like, maybe I should rethink how I do this. Because I mean, obviously, we're we're all flawed, and our parents are flawed. And um, but I look back at just my mom was able to handle things with this. She balanced both grace and truth, and um, standing up for herself and standing up for others, but doing all these things in a loving way, like mm-hmm. just like in a way that I don't even really fully understand or grasp and I wasn't yeah. mature enough I mean I was 17 when she passed so it's like I you know I didn't I didn't know any better <laughs> like I didn't know what questions <laughs> yeah. to ask but I love that you have this you have this heart for helping people you have this heart for serving your clients I mean if you go to your website and you look at the testimonials I mean your clients love you because you serve them and it's not just a transactional relationship like it's like you're coming alongside your clients and you're really lifting them up and you're and you're helping them which that's gonna di- I mean there's how many graphic designers are, are out there a like lot millions yeah millions <laughs> of graphic designers but it's like and it's it's one of those things, too, when people ask me as a blogger, like, how do you different? And I always now that I coach and teach other bloggers, too, especially when they're starting out, I think I say to them, I'm like, you guys, <laughs> there are millions of blogs out there. Um, mm-hmm. There are millions of fashion bloggers. There are millions of lifestyle bloggers. There are millions of parenting bloggers. There are millions of food bloggers. How do you differentiate yourself? Well, guess what? There's only one you. Mm-hmm. So if you shine, but you also come at it with instead of a me, 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 but how can you serve others? How can you serve your readers? That's going to differentiate yourself. Yeah. Because absolutely. your own individual brand is 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 really powerful. So again, with, with all those graphic designers being out there, you know, why would somebody choose you? And it's because clearly like you just 
from the get-go, I mean, just from looking at your social media and from looking at your website and the testimonials and stuff, it's like, it's so clear that you have such a passion and a love for what you do, but you also, you come alongside your clients. And I love that, I think you use the term, like, they become like a teammate. Yes. Yes, I love that. That's my little, it's not like a tagline, but it's, I, one of my clients actually told me in her testimonial, she was like, just didn't feel like someone I hired. She felt like my teammate. And I, I love like, that. Yeah, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because that's how I approach it. Like I always tell like when people, you know, call me or email me or whatever. And then we're talking prior to them even like hiring me. I'm always like, you know, they always ask like, so what's the process and yeah. whatever. And I'm always like, I work collaboratively. Yes. Like, yes, I definitely have ideas and I I can instruct you on like this. We should not use Comic Sans. Like, yes. we should not do this. Like, I'm going to tell you if something's a bad idea. Husband, but- are you listening? Are you listening to this? <laughs> don't use comics. Don't use Comic Sans. Don't, don't use it. He, it's so funny because we have this like, he knows how much I hate that font. And he's like, mm-hmm. why are you so angry by that font? I'm like, that font like <laughs> makes me so angry at life. I think my husband has said the same thing to me. It's <laughs> so like, funny. Just don't even, like if we're joking or fighting or not like actual fighting, but joke yeah. fighting, he'll be yeah. like, well, then I'm just going to go print something out in Comic Sans. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, that's, uh-uh. Oh my goodness. But, Sorry, that's really um, hilarious. But yeah, I just, I try to work very collaboratively and help them. And um, I, it was like five or six months ago, I sent out my weekly email to my list and I was talking about that someone had hired me and they, um, they told me like their budget was X, but it was like a third of what my prices are. But rather than just like brushing them off and being like, Oh, sorry, like your budget doesn't fit. I don't think we're a good fit. I just emailed them like I always do, laid out my prices, like what I can do to help them. And then they paid, like they hired me. And in my newsletter, I was like, I don't really know why this person chose to hire me when I was three times their budget. But, you know, and I talked about like the value of branding and customer service. And one of my clients who's actually on my list emailed me back and was like, um, I know why he hired you. A, you're awesome. And B, like, you're so generous. Like, do you realize how many questions we you answered for me be- last week? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was just trying to, like, I didn't realize how much that was, how big of a deal it was to her that I just answered these few questions. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just, I mean, that's what I do. I'm here to answer your questions. Yeah. Well, you just, like, you make you make people feel comfortable. You make people feel yeah. Um, like family. And that is, mm-hmm. that's huge, especially when you're running a business that can oh, be yes. very, um, yes. well, when you're running a business in general, but when you can, when you're running a business that can be very transactional <laughs> in mm-hmm. nature and it can be very like, um, okay, here's what, we're, you know, here, we're going to do this and um, you're going to pay me and I'm going to give you the product and we're going to say mm-hmm. bye. Like it's, yeah. it's a very, that really changes and and that gives you that gives other people the 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 confidence to make give a referral for you mm-hmm. and say like you have to work with Jess she was so great you know she made me feel this way like that's just that's so powerful and then yeah. i love you know 
as far as you launching your podcast, which everybody should go subscribe. So if you're listening, go search. It's Journeys in Business. Yes. So you can either search, I think, Just Creatives, or you mm-hmm. can search Journeys in Business on iTunes. Um, and I think it's also on YouTube, right? It is, because it's actually a video podcast. So the we record the interviews on video, and then I also put the audio on iTunes. Awesome. So And you can't, it's not like you're going to miss anything by just listening if you don't want to watch it's sweet. there's no difference sweet so you got yeah, you can but. find it on youtube you can find it on itunes um i love podcasts um i'm subscribed so you should Woo-woo. also go subscribe and then you can listen to other entrepreneurs stories um and it's going to take a little different obviously than what this podcast does because here we talk about you know running a business with in a purposeful way not that i guess you wouldn't talk about that on yours but no but I, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different. <laughs> but, but um <laughs> but i think what I love so much about what you've done is you saw a need and you were just like, I want to make people feel again. It's like, it's all in how people feel. You're like, mm-hmm. um, nobody wants to have me on my podcast. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds very, no, like, no, no. I, and I didn't mean to, I wasn't actually intimidating you, but I was saying more like, um, myself, like, you know, just when, when you're like, you know, well, if nobody wants to have me on my podcast. Like, whatever I'm gonna make my own like <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how and I'm gonna but I love that and like I'm gonna make people feel worthy and special not that mm-hmm. not that if you're not on another podcast you're not worthy or special you, right, know, what, you but... know what I mean it's just it's you see a need you're like everybody has a story it doesn't matter whether you have one follower or a million followers mm-hmm. everybody has a story everybody has um, a childhood everybody has a passion everybody has a purpose every and and that's something I try to tell people too you know, just again, because God planted you right where you are. It doesn't matter if you have a podcast or some big platform like a blog or even a business. You know, you have a story and you have uh, desires that God placed on your heart and you have something that you to offer. If you're still breathing, yep, like <laughs> then there's still a reason for you to be here. Um, yes. And sometimes it's that, you know, that question that we all get lost in and like, what's my purpose? And like, why am I here? Why Mm -hmm. was I created? But yeah, it's true. Like sometimes it's just as simple as serving the people right where you are serving your family. Um, You know, I, I, you know, obviously I'm I'm a mom. I have two kids and so many, I mean, all my friends are moms and we get into this discussion sometimes of like, as a parent, it can very easily sometimes, especially with moms, not that it doesn't happen to dads, but I would say it happens definitely more with moms is moms struggle with this. Like I'm just a mom. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you do for a living? I'm a mom. And I was like, no, 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 You're not just a mom. Okay. Maybe you're a stay at home mom and you don't have a day job or you don't have a blog or you don't have anything else, but you're not just a mom. You know, you're also, you know, a wife, a spouse, you're also um, a friend, you're a daughter, you're a sister, you're, you know, you're Mm -hmm. um, a community member, you're an advocate, you're, you know, you're all these other things, you're not just a mom. And not that it not that I'm saying that it's bad to be just a mom. But I think it's, it's good to show your kids, and your children, um, that, that, you have passions and you have hobbies and you have things that you love to do outside of just, you know, changing their diapers and (laughs) feeding them snacks. (laughs) Like a lot of my day is changing diapers and feeding snacks and cleaning up toys. Like that is a big portion of my day, but that's not, that's not my, you know, my, 
um, that's not all that God created me to be. <laughs> no, no. And that can be really, that can be really hard. And that's definitely something I still struggle with a big time. Um, but you know, anyway, that's, it's a very long rambling answer or sort of, you know, follow up to, to what you said. It's just that, you know, I love that you saw a need and you're going to fill that need and you're going to build other people up and you're going to support people right where they are and yeah. show them that their value and their worth mm-hmm. to to the world and to the com- their communities and all of that. So I love it. Kudos to you. I'm going to use Yay. kudos as a word. <laughs> I love it. So what is on the docket, the plan? What are your goals for 2017? I mean, you are just sort of this Jane of all trades. I mean, you've I got <laughs> your podcast, you've got your business, you're going to, I'm I'm speaking it for you right now, you're going to launch this help desk one day. So I know it's, it's I don't know if it's the 2017 <laughs> list, but maybe 2018. Hey. We'll see. I like but, it. So what yeah, yeah, what are your what are your plans or your goals, both personal and professional for this year? So I professionally, so I, I have my blog, my clients, my podcasts, and my YouTube channel. So that keeps me pretty busy. But I decided that I'm going to do an event. I'm hosting a retreat in October. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's very small, 16 people. Um and I haven't put any official information out yet, but I, so I've gone to a few retreats before and I'm a very like jeans and t-shirt kind of girl, mm-hmm. always have been. And I go to these things and everyone like looks super cute, whatever. And I'm like, can we just go back to the room and like change into sweatpants, please? And so I am hosting a retreat and you have to wear sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about um, there's no speakers. It's just masterminding. And because I feel like these conferences and workshops and retreats are amazing and I love them. But I also feel like there are also really great conversations and ideas that come from, you know, being in your hotel room with your roommate or wherever and Um, you're just hanging out in sweatpants. And so I was like, well, then I'm going to create a retreat that is literally just us in sweatpants. So that's on my big to-do list. And hopefully I'll have more information about that soon. Um, But yeah, so just wanting, because I honestly, like when I would go to these conferences and retreats, it was like, I really just want to wear jeans and a t-shirt and (laughs) like, cause I just am most comfortable and I've literally always been like that. And, um, it was almost like I didn't feel like I fit in. And so kind of going back to like the whole podcast thing of like, no one wants me on their podcast. Like, I don't feel like I fit in. So then I go to these conferences and I'm like dressed up cute and I'm like, yeah, this isn't really me. (laughs) And... (laughs) So I was just like, I'm just going to do something that I would like really, really want to go to. Um, So there's that. And then personally, um, I don't know if I have any like big goals, but my husband and I cut Netflix for 2017. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I saw that you took a candle making class. Yes. So we cut Netflix completely, except that's brave. Yeah, and we don't have cable either. So oh we have an antenna so we can get the news. Um, well, actually, I haven't had cable in like seven years. But um, 
so we cut it because we were just like, we are wasting so much time, like watching Netflix at night and on the weekends. So instead, we're trying to fill our time with like actually reading and working on projects and like house projects. And then we're trying to take classes. So we're trying to do at least one class a month. So in January, we took a cooking class. And then in February, we took a candle making class. So that was really fun and different. And um, I was kind of whenever I brought the idea of the candle making class to my husband, because I just saw it like on Instagram. And I was like, he is not going to want to do this. (laughs) Like, I can just picture him being like, uh, and he was like, that sounds really cool. He had so much fun. That's (laughs) awesome. He was not the only guy there. So, um, that's, I remember when my first, my husband and I first got married, he was on this very short, and I say like maybe 24 hour kick where he wanted to become a candle maker. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make candles. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to make candles. I mean, it really, I think, lasted for like 48 hours, maybe <laughs> tops. But it was like, I remember just being like, what? Like, where did you get this from? And he was trying to melt all this wax. <laughs> oh like all these broken candles he was trying to melt together. I don't know. It was... It was very strange. And I was just very. like, okay. I mean, I've actually made some candles myself, but it was, I remember, because like, if you know my husband, this is not, that is not a profession <laughs> that you could ever see him doing. I was just like, really? You want to be a candle maker? All right. Like, how is that going to work? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, Jess, how can people best connect with you online? Where, where would you like people to, to find you? Obviously, it's JessCreatives.com. Yes, um, JessCreatives.com. And then I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is just JessCreatives. Awesome. Um, all one word. So, yeah, that's where they can find me online. Awesome. Jess, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your heart, for just helping others and, and leaving a legacy similar to that of, of your mom's. And um, I just I know that she would I mean, just in the short time that I've known you, um, I know she would be so proud of you and so much um, just smile. I know she's smiling, seeing all that you're doing and making such an impact on people. So thank you for being a guest on the show. And um, just I can't wait to continue to see you flourish and all that you're going to do this year. And, and in 2018, when you launch your help desk. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love this. This was super fun. You guys, how sweet is Jess? I was just, I connected with her on so much. I mean, not only have we both lost our mothers, but we just, we see a need and we want to fill it. We see somebody, you know, who needs help and we want to help them. And I just, I love everything that she shared. And I love how can she showed that you can make an impact right where you are. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, be sure to head on over to iTunes, search Business with Purpose, and be sure to leave a review for this show. It really means the world to me when you do that. And it also shows me what things you like. And if you guys have suggestions for guests, be sure to let me know. I'm on Twitter at Still Being Molly, and I'm on Instagram at Still Being Molly. Be sure to leave Jess some love and tell her how much the episode meant to you. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>